0: Hallelujah, hallelujah. Remain in me as I remain in you, says the Lord. Whoever remains in me bears much fruit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable A man going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Immediately, the one who received five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the additional five. He said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I have made five more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you are faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. "'Master, I knew you were a demanding person, "'harvesting where you did not plant "'and scattering, and gathering where you did not scatter. "'So out of fear I went off "'and buried your talent in the ground. "'Here it is back.' "'His master said to him in reply, "'You wicked, lazy servant, "'so you knew that I harvest where I did not plant "'and gather where I did not scatter. "'Should you not then have put my money in the bank "'so that I could have got it back "'with interest on my return?' Now then, take the talent from him, and give it to the one with ten. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And throw this useless servant into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. As in every Mass, every time we gather for Mass, one of the first things things we do together is uh, pray the penitential act uh, where we acknowledge our sins and ask for God's mercy and forgiveness to help uh, prepare ourselves, as we say, to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Uh, It's a way to uh, separate ourselves from anything that's not from God, right? To prepare ourselves to be totally open to receiving Him, especially receiving the fullness of God in the Eucharist there's three options for the penitential act. And uh, the one we did this morning, the confidior, uh, which means I confess, the word confidior. Um, we haven't done it in a while, so hope you were uh, ready for that. hope you remembered the words to it. Um, and so just to recall that, there, that this confidior, it helps us remember that there are two important aspects of acknowledging our sins, acknowledging the wrongs we've done. As you recall, the prayer begins with uh, these first few lines, I confess to almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words in what I've done and in what I have failed to do. Right. And what I've done and what I've failed to do. And I think it's maybe maybe it's easier uh, when we're readily able to think of our sins of the things we've done. Right. The things we've done. Especially if we could just kind of go through the Ten Commandments and think, these are the things I've done. I need to confess things I've done wrong. And we call these sins of commission, right? Things that I've committed. Evil or uh, sins that I've committed or done. But as we acknowledge in the Confidure, we not only confess what we have done, but we've also confessed what we've failed to do, right? What we failed to do. What does that mean? So whereas committing an evil act... Committing a sin is a sin of commission, failing to do a good when the opportunity presents itself to us. Failing to do a good is called a sin of omission. Omission, that is omitting a good that could have been done in our world, right? And that's just as serious as committing an evil, right? So last week we heard from the parable of the ten virgins, and this week the parable of the talents, And so remember these two uh, parables, Jesus is telling them back to back. This is the same setting. He's talking to his disciples with these two parables back to back, talking about what the kingdom of heaven is going to be like. And these two parables together, they demonstrate for us that it's not enough to simply avoid doing evil. Rather, it's a necessity for us to be actively pursuing good in our lives. So the five foolish virgins last week They weren't committing an objectively evil act in this parable, right? But they were omitting something important, right? It was omission. They were negligent in keeping their souls filled with the fuel of faith, hope, and love, which helps to keep the light of Christ burning within them, right? And because they hadn't been kept keeping it filled, the light went low and eventually burned out. And the harsh lesson they learned was that The five wise virgins couldn't fill their souls for them, right? The wise virgins couldn't help them do something they needed to do for themselves. And you might recall in my homily last week, I preached about uh, the director of spirituality at our spirituality conference to begin our seminary year at Mount Angel Seminary uh, four years ago as I began my last year there. He reminded us that he couldn't sleep, eat, or exercise for us, and he couldn't study for us, And he couldn't pray for us, right? He could encourage us and support us. But we had to do those things for ourselves, right? And we had to take advantage of all those resources that were available to us in order to be healthy in body and mind and spirit. We had to do those things to help ourselves continue to grow in our own faith, hope, and love. And more importantly, to grow in our personal relationship with Jesus Christ similar lesson can be learned from today's parable. It's not enough to avoid doing evil. We must do good with our talents, right? We must do good with uh, the gifts that God has given us. We can't just bury them in the ground. Do you know why they're called gifts? The things that, the talents God has given us, why they're called gifts? Because they're for us to give to others, right? They're not gifts because we got a bunch of gifts for ourselves. That's not what makes them gifts. They're gifts because we've been entrusted with them to give to others, right? To give to others. And did you notice in the parable what happens to our gifts when we put them into action? Whereas the gift that was hidden away what happened? It just stayed the same. It didn't grow. It didn't bear fruit. But the ones that were put into action immediately, that were shared immediately, what happened to them immediately? Five became ten. Two became four. I know it's a little early for math, but what happened to them? They were doubled, right? The gifts were immediately doubled. It was a blessing for the one who had the received those talents, and it was a blessing, a double blessing, so to speak, for the ones that they were shared with. Have you ever felt that um, when you do something good for someone else or really put your your talents into action, into a situation? Have you ever felt like, man, that felt good, you know? Or heard anybody say that when they're being interviewed for a story, and they say, you know, I was the one that was really blessed in this, you know? Uh, Have you ever heard that or felt that, anybody? Okay, a few of us. Uh, I hope all of you felt that or heard someone say that because it's real and it's true. That's what sharing our talents does, right? That's what it's like to, as the parable said, share in the master's joy. It's a little kind of insight into the life of the Trinity, which is a constant action of sharing between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So for us as humans, we're invited into that life of the trinity when we are sharing ourselves with others but when we hold our gifts back they don't multiply in power their potential is wasted and then we could say it's a sin of omission a missed opportunity to share and do good in the world so we are then okay maybe motivated hey i missed that opportunity but the lord keeps giving us more and more opportunities to share and do good in the world. They never, the opportunities don't end. We've got to keep looking for them. And just as no one can fill the lamp of our soul for us, no one can share our gifts for us either, right? No one can share our gifts for us. There are many uh, resources here in the parish, in the church, and in the world in general to help us develop our gifts help us learn how we've been particularly gifted by God, and many opportunities here in the parish, in the church, wider church, in our neighborhoods, in our families, in the world, in our workplaces, many opportunities every day for us to share our gifts. But no one can share our gifts for us. It's up to us, with Jesus' help, right? Not only up to us, but up to us, when we cooperate with Jesus, to share our gifts so they don't stop with us, so that they continue to bear good fruit, so they continue to be doubled and multiplied and shared again and again.